0: At Baptist Health South Florida, it's our mission to care for you when you're injured or sick and help you stay healthy and fit. Welcome to the Baptist Health Talk podcast, where our respected experts bring you timely, practical health and wellness information to improve your family's quality of life. Getting back into training after months on the sidelines? Don't jump the gun. Get expert advice from a sports team doctor on this episode of Baptist Health Talk.
1: Welcome back Baptist Health Talk podcast listeners. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Fialco. I'm a practicing preventative cardiologist and lipidologist at the Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute at Baptist Health South Florida, as well as Chief Population Health Officer at Baptist Health. As more businesses and recreational facilities open after months of closure due to the coronavirus pandemic, athletes, whether it's an everyday person to students to pros, are starting to resume their personal fitness programs. While it may be tempting to throw yourself back into training full force and catch up for your weeks to months of lost activity, um, this can actually be a recipe for disaster. We'll talk about what to do and what not to do to make sure you stay healthy while working out with a colleague of mine who spent many years working with elite athletes. I'm happy to welcome John Rebe, MD, Chief Medical Executive with Miami Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Institute. Dr. Uribe is the head team physician for the Miami Dolphins and the Florida Panthers. Welcome to the podcast, John.
0: Well thank you very much, it's a real privilege to be here with you.
1: So um appreciating your time as well. I figured we'd, we'd break the kind of conversation up into a couple of components just to let the podcast listeners know what's coming. First, uh, we'll talk about some general benefits of physical activity and, and, and health. And then we'll talk about the amateur athlete, the weekend warrior, so to speak, and what they can be doing, should be doing, and should be not doing uh, um, uh, in terms of protecting themselves. And then I'd love to share your experiences with the pro athletes that you deal with and we deal with in our relationships between Baptist Health and some of the pro teams. So to get that started, let's just talk about general health routines with, with returning to fitness. Um, so what kind of things should someone who's getting back into that activity level be, um, be following and concerned with?
0: Well, it's, it's, an, it, it's been an interesting time, obviously where, where our parks have been closed. Um, I'm, I love tennis and, uh, and I can tell you to start out, uh, when they opened up the tennis courts, for example, it was basically, um, singles only. And, and so I thought, okay, this is great. I can go back out and play and play tennis. So I went out and tried to play singles. And sure enough, as soon as I went for a drop shot, I pulled a hamstring. So the bottom line, no, and, and, and that's, that, that really is, is, is what happens. it's very interesting because when you asked me to do this, I thought, you know, that was really stupid. Um, the bottom line is is obviously to stay healthy, exercise is critical. And um and getting back into a competitive environment is great, but the main thing there I think is you break down that sport into its components before you compete and truly start warming up and and get your you know, get your exercise program down for that sport.
1: So, so was your personal uh, push to get back and do what you were doing before conscious? Were you thinking, I just want to resume my normal life, or was it with just lack of thought of warming up? What, what, what do you think contributed to your personal? I had a similar thing. I started running again, and next thing you know, my my uh, calf is pulled, and you know, <laughs> so uh, sure, you know, that's and exactly that's what sport. happened. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. That's exactly what happens. And you get into it. You've, you've been locked up so long and you just, you just want to go back to things you enjoy. And the, the, the bottom line is that our muscles and, and our muscle memory isn't, isn't up to it. And so the, the real key there was to break it down into you can go, go hit and practice a little bit. But in tennis, for example, you have to be able to sprint. Um, you have to be able to jump. You're using your upper extremities. So, uh, um, there you get into a program where you, you do interval stuff. You can start jogging and then sprint a little bit or you warm up on the court and just jog around the court a few times. Make sure your body temperatures, your core temperatures up and then you stretch and then you stretch and then you slowly hit. You get your strokes down a little bit and you back up and then you you hit a little more um and particularly depending on whether you've had issues with your shoulders or whatever cuz that's where rotator cuff tears come in um, from not warming up and trying to to hit the ball too hard to overhead so you break those sport up into components the same thing with soccer or any any sport where you're really going to have to push yourself basketball
1: so it's it's Whatever. planning it's planning it, obviously, building up slowly, taking right. care of your body how about how about you know can you speak about like being aware of your body or having your body talk to you? What are the kind of things that you know people shouldn't push through or they should be looking for to say wait wait a minute, I better back off or or sensibly uh you know uh, not exercise well, like,
0: right like you just said i mean you 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 really listen to your you you truly listen to your body and and again in in sports where you have multiple parts of your body working it's like if you go out and ride a bike it's a little bit easier because you can just start pedaling you can push it and 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 get going and it it it, it, you're not you're not doing any truly ballistic movements right away and and so but in other sports for example basketball or the tennis or you're going out and you're going to play some soccer or something where you're stop and go and that kind of thing the, the, the main thing is like you felt when you started to feel your leg tighten up yeah. and that's a real common thing with 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 runners is that's where you stop and you yeah. slow down and you walk you stretch and then pick it back up because that's what the muscles telling you that it's pulling on that tendon and it, it needs to be relaxed. It needs to be stretched.
1: Oh, I learned my lesson. Um, so a couple of things you just mentioned Let's let's pick up on. So let's talk about stretching. Um, uh, again, weekend warrior, amateur athlete, pro athlete, where, where does stretching come into play? What would you recommend people? And obviously we're talking about different activities. So what's the role of stretching and, and how much time should one stretch based on how much exercise or activity they
0: plan to? Perform. So again, it's obviously sport dependent, but for example, anything that requires you to, to really stop and go a sprint, for example, that kind of thing. The best thing to do is, is to warm up. You can, you can actually just jog or ride a bike, do something where you start warming your legs, your joints. And that's after you've, you've reached a core temperature elevation where your, your body is warm. That's the best time to really stop and stretch. And, and then there are different, obviously stretching maneuvers for the, for the hamstrings, for your, your adductors, the, the muscles that pull your thigh in, because they're the ones that are most commonly stretched, that your calf muscles, um, even, even some of the muscles in your feet that, that you, they can actually stretch themselves out and they can tear. So, those are very important in your lower back um it's in the once you reach that core temperature your your muscles are much more malleable they are they're easier to stretch and they'll sustain that whereas if you stretch cold it really doesn't help that much interesting okay
1: and similarly something to plan something that people have to really anticipate if they're going to exercise they don't just get out and run oh I should have stretched it has to be part of their, their armatarium right um, Couple of specifics then. Now gyms are starting to open up. People might be going back to the gym, whether it be uh, resistance training or, or lifting weights or, or things like that. Any any particular concerns in that? Those people with those yeah, I mean, activities.
0: You know, it's it's interesting because be, with this COVID and 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 the lockdown, where we've been home, we, we've seen some very interesting injuries due to people trying to work out at home without. Without perhaps the, the weights that they're used to. And so they've used trying to move appliances or do certain things that. Well, so for we've exercise?
1: Seen. They're doing that for yeah, exercise? Yeah, oh, yeah. And, yeah. And for
0: exercises <laughs> and, and, or, or, or just pushing their body beyond what they're used to because they're, I got
1: some trees that need to be cut, so if anyone wants to do some exercise, I can, I can give them my address. I you know, know, <laughs> know,
0: but we've seen uh, this. It's really like it. I'll see, for example, the the biceps tendon where it attaches to the elbow. We'll see, maybe in my practice, I'll see three or four a year, and so far, just in this three month period, we've had like I've had like twelve. And so it's, it, it just is, it's been very interesting. So when you go back to the gym, if you haven't been lifting, that's where, and, and, and maybe not even a gym rat, but that's where you start with a good rule of thumb is to just see how much, for example, if you're doing a leg extension or a leg press, uh, or a bench press, just see, what you are comfortable with doing one time maximally and then cutting that in half and that can be your base weight and something reasonable like three sets of 10 with that is very good. And then you just gradually increase the weight as your, as, as your training permits. So, but as opposed to going in and just trying to see what you can do in the gym, that's. That's where you tear your pec and you can tear your biceps. You can tear your rotator cuff.
1: So again, for the third or fourth time and maybe a half a dozen times more, people should not feel they have to catch up by getting right back where they were when they stopped the regular exercise. They should build into it uh, gradually and as their body lets them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. That's exactly
1: right. Um, how about um, um, you mentioned the biceps tendon? Just from curiosity, were those twelve cases or so? Again, were these amateur athletes, professional athletes, people at home? What was the, was the mix of the people who were doing uh, they that? They were though?
0: mostly they were they were people at home, and yeah. and um and it's it's very interesting because um, those, those are what, what we call the way tendons really tear. It's it's it, it's called an eccentric load, where the muscle is reacting. Um, Not in the way, for example, a a bicep you would think is, it it actually is a a supinator, it turns the hand up, but it's also an elbow flexor where it bends the elbow. And so the way you tear a tendon is instead of you pulling up something, it won't pop there, but if if you're trying to catch something from falling, for example, like like you're You you catch yourself falling down um, and your elbow and you're trying to the elbows trying to be kept from bending. That's that's the way it tears or an Achilles tendon is 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 more like as you as you come, come down, not pushing up, but it's more coming down where you're trying to keep the heel from striking the ground hard. That's where you tear the tendons, and that's why it's so critical to really stretch things out because when they're taught, that's when they'll, they're more likely to pop. Understood. Appreciate that. Um, so
1: in addition to that, I presume you and doctors in the uh, Miami Orthopedics um, and Sports Medicine Institute are seeing more of these types of injuries over the last couple of weeks, um, um, certainly um, um, since the pandemic started. Can you speak to some of the other more common ones that you're
0: you're seeing, um, both you personally and others in the group? Yeah, I think the the rotator cuff has become um, a very very common injury, which wasn't so common in the past. Maybe we weren't diagnosing them as well, but um, but because individuals are are exercising to a greater extent as they age. And the rotator cuff has a limited or has a, a diminished vascular supply in certain parts of the tendon. As people get older and they're doing more, say, weightlifting or throwing a ball or doing overhead activities, exercises that really st- stress the rotator cuff muscles. We're just seeing a lot more rotator cuff tears, and there are very specific exercises that you can do to maintain the health of that that rotator cuff. Um, so, yeah, that's that's been become a very common part of our practice, which in the past wasn't so common.
1: It's definitely seeing uh, trends um, um, with this new situation. I do apologize to our listeners for some background noises. This is this is live from home podcasts, <laughs> communications, um, um, and, uh, something that, uh, we, we're all gotten used to uh, regularly. Um, John, uh, now we're entering, you know, uh, the summer of in Miami, which is a you know, proportionate part of the year. Speak a little bit again, the, the amateurs getting out there and, and like you said, playing tennis, et cetera, uh, got to have precautions regarding the heat, uh, other, other types of of things that they should be aware of. So what would you, what would you recommend people again, be very conscious of, and not just oh, I, I, and start doing
0: yeah, absolutely. I think, de- I mean, obviously hydration plays a huge role and it's, it's incredible how quickly with the high humidity that you sweat so profusely and, and, um, because of the incidents, for example, in football that we've had in the past, um, when I first started with the hurricanes, um, years ago, uh, IVs, for example, were not very common. We, we would, the only place we would give an IV, for example, was in the hospital. You had to bring the, the, the player to the emergency room to, to hydrate them up with, with an IV. And we've become much, much more aware of hydration. And in mean, the simplest way is just to look at your urine and see the color. And that, that will give you a good hint. Um, but just the fact of playing tennis or running or what, you should just take your natural breaks and, and try to keep up with your, with your water intake. So, so if the urine,
1: if you're urinating less or the urine is dark and concentrated, that's a sign of your body starving for water and, and
0: you need, you need to hydrate. Yeah. Absolutely. I, like the players, we make them and bring the urine and they look at it and just, and we used to do, we'll do specific gravities to actually see that, this, the, the, how, 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 it is, how like concentrated it is but, yeah. and so it's a little more sophisticated, but that's the easiest way.
1: Well, I'm glad we were able to work in the urine color into our conversation. So <laughs> for, our <laughs> for our listeners benefit, but it's, it's of, it's of great value. Um, it is. So a couple of other things. Um, let's talk about the difference between, as you've alluded to, uh, patients resuming activities or exercise or athletic competition quickly uh versus overuse industry uh, injuries can you speak a little bit no obviously they're related but you know um um similarly what would we consider overuse injuries what are you starting to see what should should athletes or people who are working out change their workouts should they do the same thing regularly what what would you recommend you're telling people in terms of they want a good workout but not to overuse
0: yeah the, i mean the most common um overuse use injuries are are to the tendons that 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 are, are producing the movement of the joint. Um, particularly, for example, the your Achilles, your your kneecap tendon, your patellar tendon, um, in, in tennis and golf the the inside or the outside elbow elbow tendons, um, the ligaments, because what happens is when you start just overusing it, and what what that is, is it's and it's not Obviously a, a specific number. It's different from everybody because a lot of times it's the way they're used. They may not be appropriately used in, in tennis, for example, the, the outside tendons of the, uh, or ligaments of the elbow and, and the, uh, where the, the, the extensor tendons, where the tendons that, that raise your wrist and your fingers they attach to the elbow so if you have a, a long lever arm which is a tennis racket and instead of hitting with your with your elbow and uh, and your wrist fixed and you try to wrist a ball that creates a huge stress on that elbow on that tendon that attaches and then you get these micro tears and that's an overuse and the same thing with a p- thrower that's throwing um, to the rotator cuff. Um so as you as as you alluded to before, when you start feeling it tighten up, that's when you stop, you stretch, you rub it, and and you try to prevent that. And and particularly as you know your body, as you know when it comes, after pitchers, that's why we have pitch counts. Um and golfers is the the same thing on the inside of the elbow as as they flex their wrist uh, or hit fat, that, that tendon that, that bends the wrist attaches to the inside and they start breaking down that, um, that joint and the jumper's knee and basketball players where the kneecap tendon, um, hooks into your kneecap. They start feeling that and they play through it and all of a sudden they can't jump anymore and it takes a long time to recover.
1: So we have you know warming up we have stretching we have you know building up to your previous level of activity um hydration is important um and then you know listening to your body for any sense of overuse or injury i think are uh, so far the take home points
0: yeah and and the other is is when you feel it to it at after your workouts if you've had issues with that just ice it down just really, and the ice truly helps and, and it decreases the inflammation there locally. I mean, you, you have, when you exercise, you, you develop this nitric oxide that dilates your muscles or dilates your vessels and you get, you get more oxygen in there. But then at the end of your exercise, you really want to decrease the inflammation. And, and for those areas where you're sore, you, you, the best thing is to ice it down and then massage it.
1: How long, how long should someone put ice on on an area that might be sore or
0: potentially injured?: well, you know, specific. So, so, Yeah, so, so the, the, the usual is, is about 10 to 15 minutes. You certainly don't want to put ice on your skin for more than, than about 15 minutes, and, and particularly around the knee, because there's a nerve uh, a, a nerve that actually lifts your foot that, uh, that runs to the outside of your knee. And, uh, and we actually had one of our professional football players, one of our starters actually put the ice pack on and just forgot. And I don't know how you forget because that hurts, <laughs> but he took the ice pack off and it, and, and basically he iced the, the nerve down and it took almost six weeks to come oh, back. Boy. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. He had a foot uh, drop for six weeks, 10, 15 so minutes. 10, this More than 10
1: minutes. More than the 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. All, right. all right. So a couple of final things, and I don't want to take you away too long, because obviously you're, you're getting sure. beat, you're getting paged, uh, you know, yeah, quite a bit. Um, I, I, <laughs> yes, that's life. Um,
0: I'm trying to turn it off, but I don't know how.
1: <laughs> that's all right. Well, don't, don't, don't dazzle us with your technical acumen. You know? <laughs> um, as head, you know, you're the head team physician for the Dolphins and the Panthers. Um, right. you know, how have the pro athletes been dealing with both, you know, coming back to training a layoff and from an interest level, you know, are they training a little differently given, given the COVID-19, uh, you know, pandemic? It's not just a matter we haven't practiced for a couple of months now, we're practicing. It's also, you know, what are you seeing in terms of the new environment that they're, they're, that they're dealing with?
0: So it's been very tough. I, I'll tell you that it's, um, a lot of it is, is for perception. I, and, you know, we want to be as safe as possible with the, for the players and create an environment Which puts nobody at any increased risk, but obviously it's tough, especially in football. You're going to have a hundred guys coming in, um, into, into that facility and it's going to be difficult. So the NFL has created this, um, pretty extensive, um, workload for us in terms of testing these players and, uh, and all the staff. And right now what's being done is, is basically virtual training. The the coaches are in contact with, uh. boy, I'm trying to turn this off. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Plus, the, the coaches are, are, are working with the players uh, virtually to try and, and the strength coaches to have them go. Most of them have a home gym or something like that, but it's been tough for them. And what what we don't know is what level of fitness they'll have. And that'll be the first thing that's tested is what is their level of fitness when they arrive in camp in like, I think they're arriving camp in 47 days. Wow. So the just- NHL now is, they're actually skating, but we're not allowed to test them or, or examine them, um, until they get the facility totally cleaned up and right for us to go back in. So
1: so certainly no aspect of our society that hasn't been impacted in some way oh, no. with the pandemic. Um, um right. something to be conscious of. Well look I really appreciate your time. Um certainly your expertise and your leadership in the Baptist health system uh with Mosmi Um you gave us great information and really brought home a lot of important points and again personally as well as what I see in others, we do need to to be patient as we you know resume our activities and take care of ourselves and listen to our bodies, as we said a couple of times. Um, and thanks for sharing you know some of the experiences with uh, the, uh, the 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 high end amateur athletes as well as the professional athletes that you deal with. Um, no, anything? Yeah. Anything? Anything you'd like to add? Any points you'd like to make that we uh, that we missed in the conversation?
0: No, I, th- I think nutrition's really important too. I think the the sleep is very important. I think we're, we're, we we all tend to work pretty hard, and and you don't realize how critical that is to for for your for your overall health and and fitness and 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 make your activities actually better. So I think that breaking down your sport before you go compete and and work on your on the the the, the break down the important parts of that sport before you go co- competing actively i think will really help prevent injuries and good nutrition and and and, and sleep that's it. Um, Speaking speak my language,
1: and I appreciate uh, those points which we were missing bringing up. Um, and again, uh, Dr. John Ariby, I really appreciate your um, uh, time spent with us on the podcast. And to our listeners, uh, as always, any thoughts, ideas uh, for topics or any um, other um, things you'd like to bring to our attention, feel free to write to us at uh, Baptist Health Talk at baptisthealth.net. And once again, thanks for listening and stay safe.
0: Find additional valuable health and wellness information on our resource blog at baptisthealth.net slash news. And be sure to interact with us on our social media channels for live and upcoming events. This podcast is brought to you by Baptist Health South Florida, Healthcare that Cares.